Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. Today we're playing Stewpot Tales from a Fantasy Tavern by Takuma Okada. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Stewpot Tales from a Fantasy Tavern is a collection of small games for groups of three or more players. Each game lets you, a retired adventurer, play out different parts of running a tavern and settling down in a town together with your old adventuring party. You'll be scrambling to cook something edible with random ingredients, bartending for troubled souls, calming down a tavern brawl, going shopping for all the things a tavern needs, and more in a variety of -of slice-of-life scenes. I'm Kales. You can find me at Citadel of Swords on Twitter. You can find my games at citadelofswords.itch.io, and you can find my writing at paradoxicalrenegade.com. That's just on my Twitter. I'm not going to try and spell it right now. Just go look at my Twitter and you'll find all of that. Uh, And my pronouns are they, them. And playing with me today, we have... Hi, I'm Takuma. My uh, pronouns are they and she. Um, <clears throat> my Twitter is at Takuma underscore Okada underscore, and you can find Stupot at uh, nerdhome.h.io and all of my other games and some of my music there. Hi, I'm Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God. And if I keep mentioning that I'm going to start putting music on the internet, eventually it's going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to buy old music, you can do it at rolldiceandcry.bandcamp.com. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dora forgot that they didn't already introduce themselves. Yeah, oops. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Dora. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. Uh, you can find uh, the games that I've written at harpydora.itch.io. And my pronouns are they, them. Uh, Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence, or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, terminal illness, zombies, eye injuries, and plagues. Now that we've got all that, let's get started! Let's get started. I did already, this is definitely going to go in outtakes. I said this in the server. I don't think Takuma saw it. Um, we asked Takuma to do stew pot before Friends at the Table did it, so we're cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> we're allowed. <laughs> we're this not copying. Is, this is the iconic podcast version of stew pot. They did it as a live stream. We're recording this, and we're going to edit it, and yep. it's going to be... <laughs> It'll be different. I just want to say we're not <clears throat> copying friends at the table. We had this planned ahead of time. Planned ahead of time. Planned ahead of time. You know, it's, it's you're doing. It's like a book tour, basically. All sorts of people have to see it. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Can I, I? I I asked before if I could read the introduction. Is it all right if I read the introduction? I think it's okay. Takuma, are you okay with that? Yeah, I was wondering if the, who was being asked there, but yeah, totally. I just, I'm just asking the room. 
Um, Zachary has good voice actor voice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. You know the feeling all too well. Stumbling through a thick forest, living off of stale rations, unable to get a full night's sleep. When you finally arrive at the next town, the tavern is where you find all the comforts of civilization that you've sorely missed. You've all been adventuring for a while now. It's a tough job, and it doesn't get any easier as you get older. Many adventurers eventually retire to run taverns, offering shelter, food, and advice to a younger generation. It's what you all have decided to do. Stewpot, Tales from a Fantasy Tavern, tells the story of a tavern run by your characters, who are a party of former adventurers. It's a game about hanging up your weapons, selling off your armor, and integrating back into society. Hell yeah! That was Hell great. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so... I liked, I liked to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Love well, to you, speak. When you put it that way... <laughs> When you put it that way, so do I. Um, so this is a this is a game um, that Takuma wrote that's based kind of on the conceit of Firebrands, <laughs> but is in no way, shape, or form Firebrands <laughs> or any of those sorts of games. So we'll just let's uh, run down the list. We did character creation. Uh, off air, and we're gonna do the tavern creation on air. Which one do we mm -hmm. want to do? I mean, so building the tavern comes first in the book, but since we have our characters already, do we want to do characters first and then do the tavern stuff? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, up to y'all. I could. Uh, we typically do characters first when we do other stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, totally. Let's sure. do that. So then, yeah, characters can. first, which works because, like I said, we've got those down already, so we can just like do that and then take a step back. <laughs> take a smoke break. <laughs> take a smoke break. Yeah. Have changed mm. that. Yeah. Y'all, y'all oh, should have the new version it... now because someone was like, "Oh, this is actually not great for me as an ex-smoker," and I was like, "Ooh, better change mm. that." So that mm. will be. Yes, uh, it's version. not in the it's not in the version <clears throat> that I've clicked on. Weed break. Mm. <laughs> good, just a good, just a good. So good. We, we will just take a break. Break. Yeah. Um, we'll take. We will take a break. So, yeah, characters. Uh, Takuma, do you want to do the thing? Yeah. Um, my character's name is Wist Sakea. Um pronouns are they and she also um their look is rusty gauntlets um swirling plate mail it has like these sort of color changing like moving patterns all over it and they have uh captivating eyes um and their adventure job is bard um their experiences are alluring voice the voice of an angel inspiration power up your friends and sixth sense which is actually a rogue um experience which is never be caught off guard um, and their town job is hunter uh, we don't have experiences for town jobs yet because we're only just starting our tavern only just starting um we're, is that we're good new. should i talk about them a little more or uh, what else do you want to say? Yeah. 
That depends. Um, give us the rundown if you want. Sure. I guess the the gauntlet thing is like they sort of have like spider sense. So the Ooh. gauntlets were for like blocking things like on instinct. Um and and thus they are rusty. <laughs> I love exactly. that. Very cool. Uh all right. I am going to be playing a character who exists outside of this game. Uh that but he deserves to rest. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be playing the man called Jericho Chainbreaker. Uh <clears throat> whose pronouns are he him. Um his item is a simple hammer. He wears no armor and he has kind eyes. Um in he he's from an old D, he's from a D and D game I'm in. Uh he was he was a barbarian, but he works just as fine as a fighter, which is his adventurer job. Uh fighter. His experiences are brute strength, move the immovable, uh endurance, nothing can stop you, and legendary weapon. You wield an artifact of immense power. In that case it is the legendary belt of giant strength. Uh, and his town job is the farmer, which he used to be before it all went bad, and now he gets to be it again. Uh, but yeah, that's Jericho. Uh, he looks like Tom Hardy, except 6'5". Nice. Ooh. Oh, fuck yes. And with red hair. And 40. <laughs> Isn't Tom Hardy also 40? Uh, how old is Tom Hardy? <laughs> How old oh, is... Oh, 42. Okay, yeah. Okay. Great. Perfect. All right, Dora. Um, I'll be uh, bringing back uh, Marius, thank the gods for small favors. Uh, their pronouns are they, them. Uh, their look is uh, they have a jeweled staff, ornate robes, and piercing eyes. Um, in this particular instance, because they're, they're kind of an older adventurer, uh, they've They've uh, gotten a little looser with their hair. They keep their hair uh, kind of in a bun as opposed to, like, ornate braids. Um, Their adventurer job is a wizard, and their uh, skills are arcana. Uh, Your knowledge of the magical and unusual is unparalleled. Uh, Prestidigitation, uh, small wonders, and fireball, mastery of fire. Uh, their town job is uh, the scholar, um, and they're they're short, like five three, five four, uh, kind of willowy. Uh, your your stereotypical glass cannon wizard. <laughs> I I I love them. They're also canceled. <laughs> they are. I'm canceling them before we've even started. <laughs> um, sorry, I had to take a drink. <clears throat> And I'm going to be playing uh, Sable, the Unfavored. Um, they use they-them pronouns, which I didn't put in our doc. Um, they are, they have a sturdy staff, uh, no armor, and solemn eyes. They also have, um, I mean, they're Robin Wright, but with dark red hair, um, scar across the eye, um, scarred up arms, and they wear a compass ring on their left ring finger. Um... Their adventurer job is paladin. Um, their experience is guidance, a sign for my deity, uh, healing touch, uh, treat wounds, and I kind of modified holy armor um, to holy bond, uh, brought back to life and kept safe by my deity's will. 
And their town job is, I mean, they're, so they're a beekeeper. Um, and when Taco and I talked about it a little bit, um, we, I kind of, they suggested apothecary. So I'm going with apothecary for their town job. Um, and yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so th there is only one problem. And yes? none of us have a job that directly relates to being in a tavern. That's fine. It's fine. That's it's fine. fine. Happens I did, all the time. I did just want to mention that it is funny. We have a hunter, a farmer, a scholar, an apothecary. Uh, we will make it work. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. So tavern. <laughs> yeah, tavern. <laughs> Let's make the tavern. Let's make your tavern. Um. Oh, I did have one thing that I wanted to ask about Jericho because the in his original incarnation he has a wife who is very important to him um but I don't know if he if if it would muddy things up too much for her to exist in this universe as well okay so I mean Sable is technically kind of casually married to their god in this universe so mm-hmm um, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> frankly, um, I, I'm sure that this is not an option you were thinking of, but we definitely don't want to fridge her. I totally oh, think it's reasonable. No, one, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think it's reasonable for our tavern to be located in uh, Jericho's home, hometown. Mm. Come home. Yeah, she was also an adventurer in the original incarnation. They were a barbarian cleric duo. <laughs> Nice. That is so Ooh. cool. I love them. He goes outside and works in the field. She stays at home and works in the forge, obviously. Yes. Uh, yes. She, her, her, her father was a blacksmith that Jericho apprenticed with as a young man, and that's how they met and fell in love. It's a, it's a whole story. Um, oh. God, uh, and she's so pretty. What the fuck? Her name is Lorelai Truehand, uh, and she was a she was a... She was a, a an agnostic forage cleric. Ooh, uh, where her her she did not follow a god, but rather followed the the, the teachings of the forge and hearth. Ooh, oh, that's good shit. That's really um, good. Then she was also inspired by Gina Torres. Yes, I uh, want her. I want her here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's here now. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah they they have two daughters and the names are Jessica and Tamika they're also lovely. Uh, Tamika is a bookworm and Jessica does track. Uh, I've got a whole I like backstories. Ah, I love everything about this. Um. Anyway, that's not the game. The game isn't about my family. <laughs> I mean, it sort of is. That's part of it, right? It's it, yeah. I guess it sort of is. Yes. Uh, I yes. love I love my I love my big strong wife. Um. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So so yes. This is definitely in this is definitely in Jericho's hometown or you know wherever the family mm. is there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, okay. We, let's. Uh, what are we're making the tavern? Building your tavern. Your tavern is central to the whole game. Work together to create a place you're excited to tell the story of. This is actually great, because the first thing it wants us to talk about is location, so we can talk about location. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so in in the original canon, <laughs> uh, Jericho Jericho and Lorelai uh, grew up in a little village called Worcester, which was in the mountains. Um, it was like a like a farm town. I you can farm the mountains, right? There's like stretches of land. Um, Yeah. <laughs> probably not a beach boat right no we can't um, do it but it's such a good idea we have to do something mm-hmm. similar not similar yeah. but like something else kind of like what mm-hmm. please um yeah so it was, you know it was just a, it was just a little village but then after jericho left uh he continually sent all the money he made adventuring back to the town um, and so it became like a weird mix of like extremely well defended and also a tiny village. Um, so, but I don't know how that looks in this and other people should talk. Hmm. Takama, I love that you put underground tunnels illuminated by glowing stones. That's, that's good. Cause that's now I'm up. just... The thing is, is that now I'm just thinking about the city of Gauls, and that's <laughs> not this. No. <laughs> that's not yeah. this, but I'm thinking about it. Um, mm, hmm. I'm trying to think about environments we haven't really hit, because we've done a lot mm-hmm. of shit on mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, sure. I like low-sloping mountains. Yeah, I was thinking about low-sloping mountains. Yeah, with maybe, like, some evergreen trees growing on it. Mm. Mm. I kind of like the idea that like the the area is kind of like like wherever we are is like built in is like in the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, in that sort of like half cavern kind of thing. Yeah, sure. We just need access to a field to farm in. I'm sure that there's something that's like gently sloping that mm-hmm. where Jericho and Lorelai can have their their farm. I mean, it could also be built up like, um, like Terrace says, right? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, like bluffs. Yeah. Like almost like, um, like outcroppings of like flat top cliffs that that have like sharp drop-offs. Or like that. Yeah, that looks cool. Mm, yes. Those are like uh, patties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those I, I do love like the stair like look <laughs> it's like it's like big uh it's almost like a living like a like a topographical map um, yeah it looks which, like that but in real life it, but in real life yeah it's awesome <laughs> so i'm i'm cool with all that step big stair paddy fields low sloping mountains uh, uh cave Cave. Built in the cave. Built in the cave. What if the cave is actually at the bottom of the mountain, and then the like, like it's um, surrounded by these fields. Mm. Um, so like, like there's the entrance, and then you can see just up going up into the distance is the is the uh, the stepping steel like the paddy fields. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. So that so that uh, people don't have to walk up to the top to get, we have to walk to the top, <laughs> both ways in the snow. Hmm. Um, yeah, like like um like almost like like the inside of this 
hill or mountain was like kind of hollowed out and then reinforced to be a cozy tavern. We use some of those glowing rocks instead of like uh, um, torches or anything for illumination. Sure. Yes. Definitely. Every everybody loves glowing rocks. Hell yeah. <laughs> for a second, I said Illuminati, and we were about to get swatted. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling like there might be like giant mushrooms. Mm. either like really close to the entrance of the cave or like inside even they're like tree-sized mushrooms oh okay i was gonna ask if they were to sit on i bet there's i bet when they're small they make good chairs yeah yeah we could just chop them because mushrooms keep growing when they get even they get chopped right because they're like fungus i might i might be completely making that up (laughs) i don't know i feel like you're right probably do mushrooms keep growing when you chop them? Yeah, because I feel like you can like cut up mushrooms and then plant them. Yeah. Because it's just a spore. Mycelium. I don't know. Th- these are magic giant mushrooms. Yes. It truly doesn't. Sure. Well, I mean, we can just say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they grow new caps. We we pull, we pull the caps off, we put some legs on them, and those are chairs and tables and stuff. Cool. So so what does uh what does the tavern itself look like? Now you're figuring out where you are. Yes, yes. Um, I like uh flowering vines. Mm. Lots of greenery is always just very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't there that thing where like. There's like mushroom board where it's like pulp and then it's like pressed together and it's like plywood. Oh. Oh. Like maybe it looks like mud brick, but it's like mushroom brick. Ooh. Mushroom wood. Uh, you see, I am poisoned by Dungeons and Dragons because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, Zerk wood. <laughs> the, the, the hard wood like mushroom fungus that grows in the Underdark. <laughs> oh no. Yikes. Uh. <laughs> Uh, there's there's something called mushroom board, but it's made from um, hemlock, cedar, and cypress. Um, oh Jesus! I accidentally tapped shopping somehow. Plywood plywood alternative is grown from mushrooms. I can't believe I had zerkwood in my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of typing. Sorry, sorry. Thinking. No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just narrating to the audience uh, what we're doing. <laughs> just a lot. A lot of research. Ecovative design, manufactured wood made without trees. I like the idea also that like if the like if the tavern has got windows, that the glass is colored. Mm-hmm. None. Of, I mean, stained glass, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. So apparently, there is a company that makes. Um, that makes stuff out of mycelium, which is which is uh, mushroom roots. Oh yeah, that's. I think that's what I was thinking of. Mycoflex, which looks like they use it for like uh, textile stuff. Oh. Um. Oh, the it's a it's a cruelty free vegan non toxic foam alternative, which will biodegrade at the end of the use. I'm seeing someone use it as a uh, as a makeup uh, sponge. Hmm. 
neat. And yeah, Microflex by Accommodative Design. This uh, segment brought to you by Accommodative Design. Um, and then apparently they have something called Myco Composite, which is wood chips held together with mycelium. Uh, weird. Weird. Uh, cool, yeah, though. Mushrooms. Yeah, we got all sorts of cool mushroom shit. Mushroom brick. I'm, we don't have to get deep in it. Mushroom brick is good. <laughs> uh, mushroom brick. Um, uh, if Lorelai's here, then we should have wrought iron um, artwork. Mm, I like that. You know, like when you have, whenever you go out and you see, see people working with wrought iron to make little sculptures and stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. Little candle holders and stuff, or I guess glowing rock holders. Yeah, I think as our atmosphere goes up, she probably provides more ornate things for us to have. Hell yeah. Neat. Uh, Rod iron sculptures. And uh, we need a name. (laughs) (laughs) The food place. Shit. I'm bad at naming things. Please don't make me name things. <laughs> uh, hmm. Do we want like a fun name? Do we want uh, a cool name? The night cap we'll... because mushrooms. Ooh, ah, that's very so good. N i very good. N i g h t or k n i g h t. Ooh, k k n i g h t definitely. Done, done, and done. Like Fuck we yeah. got three layers of puns. It's great. We did we that. We got a. We got a. Um, we got like a the the logo, like the big signboard outside, is like a suit of armor with mushrooms growing out of it. Yes. Or just a helmet, maybe. I think a suit of armor would would look too morbid, <laughs> but uh, but just a helmet should be fine. Yeah, the helmet is good. Uh, I ch- yeah, I chipped paint sign outside. Uh, really completes the, ex- the aesthetic. It does. Hell yeah! All right, so we all we start with one point in each rating, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think so. Cool. So I don't know why I said mm-hmm. I'm not the winner of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're good. Proceed. <laughs> cool. So we've got that. We've done characters, which means we ha- we move on to the first step. Uh, oh, God, I'm scrolling through all of the jobs. Uh, the first step. Before you decided to put down roots here, before you found this group of friends, what were you doing? What was the first thing you learned about how to live in town? Setup. Everyone plays. Every character gains one town experience. Take turns describing a short scene that led to that experience. Another player or players might come with you, although they do not gain gain that same experience. If you're stuck, choose one of the options below. And then there's a few options that you can pick from. So this is like kind of like the 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 equivalent, not the same thing at all, to solitaires in the in the firebrands. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so. uh, and also, um. This is not one where we use up our old experiences, right? Yeah, this one is free. This one is free, okay. Because usually you have to use one of your uh, an adventure experience to gain a uh, town experience. Right, yeah. I wanted it to be like you end up with more experience th- than you started with as like a sign of like 
actually spending time in a place and working on yourself. Mm. Totally. Okay, so... Oh, fuck you. My phone just died at, like, 40%. Oh, that's 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 not good. That's very middle In the middle of a a game, too. I'm mad about it. Okay. Um, Does anyone have something? Because I do, but I don't necessarily need to go first. So, I think... One of the things that that happens with with Marius is um, they, I guess, I I kind of imagine them sitting in like a library, you know, like not a library. I don't know if our town is big enough for a library yet. So maybe sitting in a park under under a tree with their staff propped up next to them and nearby there are a couple of people who are engaged in a heated argument and mm-hmm. they see Marius and they're like, hey, can you uh, can you provide like the tie breaking opinion here? And because Marius absolutely wants to give their opinion all the time, they're like, <laughs> yes, of course. And um, it doesn't even really matter what the disagreement was about. But Marius is able to talk these people around to their side and so i'm taking the um i'm actually taking the orator experience which i need to scroll to in order to read um which is a debate team win any (laughs) argument Fuck you, Marius. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what a character defining moment that is. So we can we can pick um experiences from all, all the town jobs. Yeah, pretty much if it makes sense for your character, like it's encouraged that you choose from the one that you set, but like if it makes more sense, you can definitely go off and like even write your own if that's what if that's what you need. I can't cover all cool. the bases. That's that's true. That's you know, golden <laughs> rule and all that. Yeah, Marius. Marius's other experiences are definitely coming from the scholar, uh, mm-hmm. the scholar section. It's just that one. I saw that one and was like, "Oh, this was made for Marius." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Cool. Mm-hmm. Were you gonna go, Very Zachary? Cool. I think I have one, okay. and I think it, it ties into the thing that I had um, come up with before. Uh, the the, the thing that i changed my item into mm-hmm. um because by you know as you go through being an adventurer you often uh just gain scores of terrifying magical weapons uh and while his his artifact is the belt of giant strength he also uh over the course of his, of his adventures came into contact uh, and and gained uh what's called a vorpal sword Ah, uh, yes, the Vorpal Sword. <laughs> it, it, they go snicker snack, uh, the Jabberwock, such and such. Um, yes. Which is a thing that's make, it's very good for cutting things. Um, and so he, uh, um, he and Lorelai take it back to their house, and it's like, I don't need this to be a sword anymore. Uh, and so together with the with the forge, um, they beat it into a plowshare, which means that he's got a magic plow that he can use to 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 cut furrows in the in the fields, um, which makes it very easy to plant good f- harvests. So I'm taking the farmer experience bounty, 
your harvests are large and exquisite because I've literally got a magic thing that <laughs> used to be for killing and, and now is being used to, to farm food. Is that good? Is that all right? That's Love great. That. Love that. All right. So yeah, there, 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 there's a Bible verse. It's about you know they will they will beat their their swords into plowshares and their spears into something else, and no nation shall ever turn up against another again. It's a whole thing. Um, so it's a reference to that, but also it's a it's a statement that he's not going to you know raise a sword in violence anymore. Um, uh, I've got mine. Uh, and I'm taking offerings first, um, which is on good terms with the local spirits. And I think there's like, they're like the, um, shoot, why can't I remember the name of the, like, little guys in Princess Mononoke? Oh, those guys, yeah. Um, except they live like around the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and I think it's like feeding pigeons almost <laughs> <laughs> where I just have like a bag of breadcrumbs and I'm just like tossing them, uh, around in the right spots and like out of the like corner of your eye, if you're looking carefully, you can see them like dash out and have some of the Very bread. cool. Uh, mm. Kodama is what they're called, according Kodama. to the yeah. princess, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ghibli wiki. Very cool. And now they are your friends. They're they're my friends, our friends. I love that. Um, That's so good. Um, all right. Now, now we're to me. Um, so the thing with Sable is that they are very, very old. They don't look old, but they are very, very old, which means that they have very good stories. And it's not that they're, it's it's not that they're proselytizing exactly because like they are still, it's not evident that they're a religious figure, but they are definitely a religious person. Um, but they're not, so they're not proselytizing. They're telling stories that like they know or that happened to them. And what ends up happening is they end up acquiring a small gaggle of children <laughs> who... <laughs> Um, follow them around, um, pestering them for more stories. And I think the thing, and here's how I'm justifying the experience that I'm taking, which is distillation. It's an apothecary experience, which is strengthen, strengthen the good in something, is that the kids, like, actually, like, learn something from all of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, 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 yes. You're strengthening the good in the children. And the children are now kind of i mean they're still being kids right but there's definitely still like a different kind of energy to them now um than there was before and then they just keep following sable around because they think sable is very cool um yeah and sable's like i don't understand these children somebody help me please jericho help me please (laughs) i like you it's good Jericho, please. <laughs> I don't know how to handle children. <laughs> Sable is very bad at like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you just gotta have some some caramel candy, and then you just give it to them, and they can't talk while they're eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
So yeah, so I am writing that down so I don't forget. Okay, um, with that done, now we can just like pick whatever game we want, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, except for the last one. <laughs> except for the last one. The last one, I like the last one. So I think we should take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, FKA smoke break. Uh, taking a break. After each game, you should ask if anyone would like to take one. A second, uh, or you can, before you play Wear and Tear, which you play every three games in order to get your tavern more, um, what is it called? Fuck. Um, ratings. In order to increase the tavern ratings, you play Wear and Tear, and you should do that every wow. three games. So yes. um, we will take a five-minute break and step away and come back and start off strong. And I think we'll just start from the top of the dock and work down in turn order. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Sounds So great. five minute break. Be back at top of the hour. Perfect timing. Yep. Perfect timing. So, uh, Takuma. <sighs> That's a card. Oh, right. Right. I am the first person in this order. Uh <laughs> I would like to play um Glass of the Gods. Mm. Um guess I'll read the intro. <laughs> yes. We should yeah. do setup for all these games so that people understand how they are played. Yeah. Um a glass of the gods. Uh, Adventure is like a stiff drink, and most of the time they're just looking for a good ale or cheap wine. However, sometimes a troubled adventure will come in looking for answers, and letting them drink themselves into oblivion is the wrong answer. It's your responsibility to mix the perfect drink, something perfect for the situation that can push the adventurer to look inside and find the answer on their own. Setup. One player is the adventurer, and another player is the bartender. The adventurer can be a player character, a regular patron, or a new face. The bartender should be a player character or an NPC created for a cuisine rating of three or four. Um, in this case, it's just going to be Wist. Is the bartender? Wist. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Wist okay. is the bartender, and then I will need someone to play an adventurer. It could be either... Yeah, I just said it. I don't need to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> a regular patron or a new face. How long have we been having this uh, nightcap? How long has this nightcap been here? I feel like it's at least been a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Because mm. we did first step. We did do first step. Who wants to be uh, a sad adventurer? <laughs> <laughs> I have ideas, but my throat kind of hurts, so I'm not sure I want to do one like the first round. That's fair. Totally fair. I'm trying to think of why an adventurer could be sad. <laughs> There's lots of reasons. These are some. These are some. These examples are pretty good. It's just a matter of which one. Because also, if I do it, I'll be sad. <laughs> this is why I don't usually play angsty characters because I get so into it. Mm. I like okay. leaning in, but it's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I feel it when I'm doing it. Bleed yeah. is a dangerous, dangerous thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Talk of a nose. Talk of a nose. 
my old yeah my old bugbear bard who was constantly trying to to find find uh, <laughs> a public uh, affirmation was a bit, was that was a dangerous character to play um okay i can do it because i know well no i can i can well okay what what did they do on friends at the table because i'm worried that my idea is close to what they did on friends at the table uh, they did a ranger who was the leader of an adventuring party who got badly injured in their last endeavor. Okay. I'm thinking an adventurer whose uh, party wiped and they have survivor's guilt. That's Ooh. exactly what they did? <laughs> yeah, the, okay, so that is what they did. That's exactly what they did, but harsher. Because the ranger's party did... They wiped, but they survived. Yeah. So well, because there's mind. a revive spell. They did the revive a, spell. They did the revive spell. They went to the they went to the, the temple and paid the <laughs> paid the cleric. <laughs> which I guess which I guess is Lorelai now <laughs> in this town. Oh god. She's level level seventeen in their D D game. So they're stupid powerful. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Nonsense strong. Alright. Um, so we're not going with that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's not, because they did it already, so never mind. All right, I got it. I got it. Um, I am going to do a, uh, a rogue who doesn't feel like they have a home to return to. Oh, Christ. <laughs> cool. And, uh, I know exactly who she is. It's fine. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Um, so I guess you've done that first step there, which is the adventure. You have a trouble, come up with something on your own or use the examples below, modify them as necessary, which we've just heard. And then the bartender describes the current atmosphere of the tavern and one detail about the adventure that draws your attention. Um, I think it's like kind of busy right now. Like I I think it's not super late yet. Um, and you're like at the bar um, kind of close to the end and it's like people are I don't think they're noticing this but they're avoiding you there's just like this bubble around you that like people are not entering and you're just kind of like sitting there and I think I noticed that you are staring at a painting of what are you you're staring at a painting on the wall what like what's in it um i think there's just like some some really good cows <laughs> <laughs> i think there's just some really good cows and it's just like this really picturesque uh scene and there's like a cow and maybe there's like a woman with the cow or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Like a nice, like a nice stone wall or like a fence or something. Yeah. All right. Um, mixing the glass. The bartender asks questions. The adventurer answers. Come up with questions on your own or use the examples. Ask as many as are necessary. So I think I see you, and I notice that you don't have a drink yet. Um, and I come over and ask you first would you like to drink and then I guess you don't know exactly yeah no um 
Well, I take a good long look at you and I think I ask, are you sleeping well at night? Not really, honestly. You know why? Or... Little bit of nightmares, a little bit of insomnia. Hmm. All right. Do you have a sweet tooth? Absolutely. Okay, good to know. Um, you're dressed a little under the weather. Where where was your last adventure? Um, are we're in a colder climate, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Mountains. Mountains. I was uh, recently traveling through a a desert temple. Hmm. What's the most terrifying thing you've seen on an adventure? Hmm. I watched a party that I was with uh, raise a house that held so many memories in it and i had thought that they had been you know i i had thought that they had been good i i had thought that they i i i had questioned their intentions i thought they had been good but i didn't understand how they could destroy so much history without a second glance back i think i'm nodding and thinking back on something um how strong do you like your drinks i i like them strong but i am a little bit of a lightweight (laughs) hmm all right i think i know i think i know what this drink is um once there are no more questions to ask the bartender mixes the drink um, bartender, use the adventurer's answers to create something for their trouble. Is there a story to this drink? Where is it from? Who was it first made for? And then adventure, what side to the trouble does this drink help you see? What part of it helps you forget or at least move on? Um, and I think this is like a tea cocktail. It's like sort of like a hot toddy. Um... It's like a honey, ginger, lemon sort of tea with like a little bit of, maybe it's whiskey, like that kind of thing. I'm so Um, glad you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why? (laughs) No, keep going. I'll tell you in a second. (laughs) Um, I think I, I bring it over in just this big mug, um. And top it up with, like, some spices. Like, um, just a bit on top. Maybe has, like, a cinnamon stick or something to stir, right? Oh, Um, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm like, this is... um, I was on a boat once. Long voyage. There was... This woman that, you know, you remind me of a little bit. Her name is Vivian. Coldest killer I've ever met in my life. 
never seem to know where to go, but she always had this homesick look. Um, and I got sick. Got sick and the storming and the ship was being blown around and she made me this drink. Said it was from where she she came from. Somewhere she couldn't go back to. So I take the drink and I kind of stir it a little bit and, you know, kind of let the, the smell of it kind of take me in. Um, and I take a drink of it. And what happens is it reminds me of my sister. Mm. Um, who I have not seen in almost a decade. Um, for various reasons. And I kind of look like I'm about to cry for a second. <laughs> um, and it's like, I mean, it's it's kind of like a, I, I don't know if you're like lingering there. But if you look back over, you can see that I'm just kind of staring at this drink. <laughs> oh. Kind of just like very sad but thoughtful at the same time i think i like i think i do have to like go take care of other people's drinks but i do like make a point to like walk back over and like check in on you every every now and Mm. then uh what side to the trouble does this drink help you see um I mean, so I think what it is, is that I have been thinking for a while that I have, I've just been moving and constantly just like not standing still. And I have, you know, drinking this drink and thinking about my sister, um, makes me kind of think that maybe maybe it's okay to just keep moving but i shouldn't keep going at it alone mm-hmm. maybe home is with the people not the place um got to find your sister yeah i got to go find my sister now <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> that's a quest um but I am going to take the evening to enjoy this drink for now. Hmm. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> oh, I'm so I cannot believe you said whiskey. <laughs> I know that the whiskey thing is a thing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it's a Space Girls thing. It's a Space yeah. Girls thing. Oh, um, God. That was beautiful, Takuma. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. That's <laughs> good. All right. Was there, were there any um, experiences there? Or is that only when you're, when you're doing a coin that you use the experience? Um, you don't necessarily have to flip a coin to use them, but yeah, this game is one of the few that doesn't really tend to use experiences. Oh, okay. Yeah, some some of the games won't like Romancing a Stranger usually doesn't 
Um, mm -hmm. This one doesn't. Off the clock might, but usually doesn't. Um, so mm. there are a few of them that don't, but... Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do one that does. <laughs> Y'all, it's festival day. Oh, boy. Oh. Perfect. Your town has a few festival days a year, and they're some of your busiest. How do you prepare? How do you handle the influx of people? Mm -hmm. uh, anyone can play. Both player characters and named NPCs can be played. Hell yeah, I got one of them. Uh, describe what kind of festival is happening today. Each player describes one decoration or feature of the festival. Does your character like this festival? Hate it? Are they ambivalent? Each player can use one experience once per game for an automatic coin. If at the end of the game you have a number of coins equal to the number of people that played the game plus two, you succeed and can upgrade the tavern. If you have less than that number, describe how each of your characters recuperates from being overwhelmed. Uh, and so we get we gain coins by succeeding on our little challenges. Right. Very cool. All right. Who's going to be in the festival day? I'm... I definitely want to be there. Yeah, hell yeah. Jericho, Jericho loves the festival. <laughs> I think Wist does too, like surprisingly. Hell yeah. It depends on what the festival is. Um, Because Sable has a tendency to get very overwhelmed. Um... I think probably like it's some kind of like harvest celebration thing, either spring or autumn, or maybe yeah, spring. You know, uh, last snow celebration, something like that. But I'm happy to take uh, uh, input from others. I just realized something, mm -hmm. which is that we didn't. Because it says named NPCs here, and I don't know how I missed this up until now, but we were oh, supposed we to name make... people who... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were supposed to make an NPC because we have a point in service. Right. Don't oh. know how I forgot that, but I kind of I kind of wrote Orlai there because like she's done the like wrought iron stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah she's an artisan. It's like she can count, but we should like actually mechanically put that in. So like if someone wanted to play Lorelai here, they could technically hmm. but yeah that's that's the thing that i the game designer of this game forgot <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i guess if sable wants to stay home <laughs> uh there are other options um i also might just like not do this one yeah sure. totally but uh, Sable will um, send Marius to the festival with some of their honey. Hell yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Describe what kind of one decoration or feature of the festival. Okay, so, so, okay, so, um, so who's playing, playing? Uh, so we know how, how many decorations or features we can ask, we can put in. Um, three of Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll go first. Uh, one feature of the festival, I think. Yeah. So I think this is like a this is like a spring sort of like uh almost like a fertility kind of festival. Um, of like you know this is mating season for the animals, 
uh, for like animal husbandry stuff. Um, so I think it's like one thing is people who are like flower crowns, but they're also woven in with like carved like bullhorns or other sorts of like animal like stuff. I just Jericho's got a big flower crown with these huge like steer horns. Oh my goodness! Um, uh, and um, okay, that's the one feature that I'm allowed to put. So that's yeah. Uh, there's flowers. Everyone's got lots of flowers on them, but also like um, images of like animals and 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 you know because because agriculture is not just plants or like farming is not just plants. It's also animals. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that going off of that, there are <clears throat> these like lanterns, like floating lanterns. Put mm-hmm. a candle inside and they like float up, right? Um, they're like mushroom shaped. They're painted. Like they have like some of them are painted by like the kids with like dots and everything and they're really cute and they hell like hell float, yeah. up, float around. People put like wishes in them or something? Ooh. That's really good, actually. Yeah. If this is like a spring, like rebirth kind of thing. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I think it gets wild. <laughs> I do think it's. I don't. Th- I think it's a wild festival. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Um, I think. Hmm. So, no, that's more of an autumn festival thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I was thinking about, like, effigies that, that get burned, but that's really, that feels more autumnal to me, so. Um, yeah, I think you, I think you could also, I'm honestly doing my best to push down Midsommar mm. uh, in my head, in, in the way I'm imagining this, like a non-horrific Midsommar. <laughs> I really need to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, As someone who's, like weirdly into cult shit <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean we could we could be like uh like it could be, it could be a um uh a proactive effigy like hey we're we're about to start planting stuff yeah maybe it's it's like like fertilizer no, I've... Mm-hmm. where it's like you're burning ashes and then the like ashes like nutrient rich well, like we're like we're making compost yeah yeah, I like, like that like a lot. Village-wide compost ritual. <laughs> yeah. That, that's an episode title right there. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. Um, I was, yeah, also going to, like, if I could I could have put in another thing, it would have been, like, some sort of thing that gets paraded through the village um, and then turned into compost, I guess. Dara, what shape are the, like, effigies? Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Maybe like uh maybe like cows because cow manure is really good for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And especially because like Jericho already has like the steer horns, so uh mm-hmm. maybe cows are kind of important for this festival. I think cows are very important um in life, just in general. In general <laughs> They're very yeah. good cows. Yeah. Cows are great. Um yeah, so what if it's like uh what if it's like a cow-shaped trough that people throw like stuff in to make the compost as we wa- as we walk it through the the village. Yeah. 
Yeah, that rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like I'm I'm not as like up on farming as I should be, so I don't know exactly what like I know like like you know like like vegetable waste makes good compost and stuff. Like you all mix it together, but I'm not sure what else there is. Um, but yeah, just stuff that stuff that makes it good makes the makes the farm good. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. How do you, how do you, so how do your characters uh, Wist likes it? Uh, Douglas said. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, Jer- Jericho loves it. How does Marius feel? Um, I think I think like they, it's not disdain, but like they're they're like, man, this is this is superstition, but um, but like they still kind of enjoy the the food and stuff, so they they uh. They're they're not quite as uh, vocal about their opinions on the matter because they don't want to get kicked out of like feast the feast or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a good feast, I'm sure. Um, okay, so now do we like each pick a challenge? Right. Yeah, we're gonna go around picking challenges, and we need to succeed five times. Sick. Awesome. Well, so. Uh, yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. Because you well, you get a coin automatically if you use an experience. If you use an experience, you can do that once this whole game. So you're guaranteed once. to get at least one if you can figure out a way to use an experience. Okay. All right. Do I pick? Uh, do I pick first? Yeah, totally. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick. Uh, the regulars egg you on to take part in a contest while you're working, and they're very insistent <laughs> for the coin. Um, and I have, I think, an experience that works with this. Because the way that it's phrased makes it sound like it's like a drinking contest. Mm-hmm. And Jericho does have the experience, endurance, nothing <laughs> can stop you. <laughs> Perfect. Um. So, yeah. So, um, does that mean I flip two coins? Oh, no. You just succeed. Oh, I just succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just get that. Oh, okay. I, okay. This I thought. Not, yeah, this this is... is not D&D, Zachary. <laughs> There's no hey, advantage in this game. You just do it. I thought, I thought that was what it was. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was like you flip a coin. If you succeed, you get a new coin. You get a coin, and if you use an experience, you get to flip two coins, and then you get two coins. <laughs> no. I see. I, I, I have see. written this a little confusing because you flip a coin and also you gain coins. I need to change that. I just... Yes. Someone yes. did I thought I thought, the, I thought the coin you gain was an extra coin to flip, and then you also keep that coin. Um, which, would, which, meant, which in my head meant, oh, we only have to do three challenges. Successes. No. We have to do... I see. Okay. Do we have somewhere where we're writing down uh, stuff? Uh, probably in the doc, I would say. We can just put it below all of the character stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, does anybody know how to do a strike through on um, Google Docs? It's like... It's format text. It's Alt-Shift-5 also. There we go. Okay. Because that, that, that's gone now, right? Uh-huh. All right. Awesome. Uh, okay, so I succeed. Awesome. Very cool. 
uh, festival day, one success. So I, um, where is it? Uh, there you go. Uh, you put away with the best of them to roars of approval, gaining a coin. Uh, and that, so that's my first challenge. And so now you all have to pick challenges, I think. I know exactly which challenge I'm going to pick, and I'm going to use an experience to help with it. <laughs> <laughs> an adventurer is a little careless handli handling a magical artifact, and it goes haywire in the middle of fe the festivities. Um, mm. yeah. I'm going to use my arcana uh, skill. Uh, your knowledge of the magical and unusual is unparalleled, and uh, I'm going to use that to uh kind of uh like diffuse the magical artifact that sounds like it makes sense um and so the result is it is contained with only a few hats blown off and maybe a table up to turn upturned gain a point okay i was eyeing that one a little bit <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're we good. all want to wrestle with the magic <laughs> Um, but I think I am going to do, uh, a very upset guest is causing a commotion. You draw lots and you've gotten <sighs> the short straw. Um, I am going to use an experience for this. Um, <laughs> I think there's like a, like a rock person, like a construct, like really, really big. Very, very, very sad about something that happened to their luggage, which is, like, I think one of the kids might have, like, gotten the paint from the, like, mushroom lanterns onto it or something. Mm. Um, so I'm going to use a luring voice, the voice of an angel, um, to kind of, like, talk them down and talk them through it and, like, go find something to maybe deal with the, the paint on the suitcase. Nice. All right, and so it's me again, and this time I have to have to flip a coin. Flip the, I have to flip the coin. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, a mishap occurs sorting guests' luggage, and you need to track down several lost bags. Flip a coin. On the heads, you put the pieces together and track down the bags in no time at all. Gain a point. On the tails, you chase dead end after dead end for hours, and no one can get in contact with you. So Jericho's like, all right, there's bags. I'm going to find those bags. Uh, and he just books it. Uh, and that Now I roll a coin for real. Yes. Okay, which is slash R, 1D2. Um, one is heads, two is tails? Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. I got a one. Hey! Yeah. Hey! You done did it? Hell yeah! Uh, I I grab the Jericho. There is a shuffle, and Jericho reappears, holding a dozen bags between his very big arms. <laughs> That's, got him! What a good image! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you remember? Have you? Never mind. There's a there's a there's a. A screenshot of like, like an old anime with a with a big buff guy carrying a bunch of luggage. Um, if you know it, you know it. But don't worry about it. Um, but I succeed. Hell yeah! We just need one more. 
Yeah, so we so it feels like we like go until like we all get knocked out by failing. Yeah, or if we succeed then we can we can decide to stop playing. Totally. Um how about uh I do uh supplies are running low and there's no chance to replace them exactly. You're going to have to try and improvise with what you have. I was just looking at that one and hoping someone was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me roll 1d2. Heads is one. Yay, I got heads. Oh, good job, Marius. We kicked ass. (laughs) We did. We won. We're winning. This sidekick sidekick also is very weird because it just gives you the same results over and over and over again. Yeah. So on heads, it works beautifully, and your slapdash solution might actually work better than the original. And that is a total of five successes, unless we want to, unless we want to, I guess, stunt on them. <laughs> I don't want to try my luck. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's five successes. That's a number of successes equal to everyone who uh, uh, took part plus two. Yeah. The the festival goes off fantastically. The, the 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 cow effigy is paraded through the town. Um, people are like, you know, people have are just like tossing stuff into it. It's almost like it's like a po- it's like a positive, joyous version of people throwing vegetables at the stocks. <laughs> um, right? Love like, that. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. Oh, um, what if it's like. I guess the the first thing I want to know is like this is a festival, right? Like there's obviously like yeah. special festival food that only gets made now and like mm-hmm. what is that first of all? And then second of all, maybe it's like people are fooding like they're throwing like their food waste into the trough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I was going to say like chicken bones, but chicken bones I don't think make good compost. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe marrow does. I'm not Sure. It might be fun. Days of- bones might be good, actually. There might be like Bo- minerals in the bones. Are, it's like good for the. Are bones good for compost? Uh, yes, I guess so. Um, it takes a lot. It takes a while, but okay. So yeah, people are. We got chicken wings. Oh my god, going. bone meal. Bone meal. <laughs> bone yeah. Meal. <laughs> bone meal. Bone meal. Bone meal, yeah. So it's, oh, what if it's like, so we're carrying this, 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 this trough and people are throwing bones and, and like, you know, you, like, you know, half their veggie wraps and all their different foods into this thing. Uh, and then at the end, like, there's like, it's like a communal, like, like mortar and pestle. Ooh. Uh, where people come up with like these big sticks, uh, these big, like, the, these big, like, pestles and just like, Go in circles, like just crushing it into into like meal, and that then because that then gets mixed mixed into the compost and sent around to the farms. And it's and it's, and it's like a show. It's like a, it's almost like a show, like a like a test of strength thing. It's like how long can you can you grind for? <laughs> nice. It reminds me of yeah. the like mochi pounding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. The mochi pounding is cool as hell. Um. Yes, absolutely. Like all of that, like you know, people with it's great, and then and then it gets set on fire <laughs> because we gotta have a big bonfire. Naturally, oh, this is a good, this is a good festival. It's a good fucking festival. <laughs> <laughs>